0: Welcome back again to the Matt Mates podcast. It's of course your good pal Matt here, hoping you all have a great start to your week. I know you will because you're now hearing me speak, meaning you've reached the highest point of it. Great start to the year with some awesome guests, and it just keeps getting better. On today's episode, I shared a beer. No surprise, it was a shelter lager, which I highly recommend to finish your Friday afternoon as well. With a mate I met through one of my footy clubs here in Perth, Damien Virazi. I've known Damien for about four years now after making my way down to the West Coast Tigers back in 2020. And I've got to say, this guy, he is just one of the most down-to-earth blokes I've come across. He loves his footy, his mates and a beer whilst being an awesome dad and husband at the same time. I've never really had the opportunity to sit down and chat with him before properly so I was really excited he agreed to jump on the potty and just chew the fat about his life really. We chat about a few different things going on in his life at the moment which include becoming a father and getting to take some time off work to stay at home and take care of the kids How he got into the unique sport of water skiing and getting to represent Australia all over the world performing it. And on top of that, getting his daughters involved in the sport as well, making it a whole family affair. Now, if you're interested to see what exactly is involved with water skiing, Damien and his lovely wife Zoe have been sharing their adventures on socials showing Both of them and their daughters doing all sorts of crazy tricks on the water. You can follow them on Instagram at Veraz Ski Family Adventures. Get on there and check out the wild things this family can do on the water. And lastly, now I know I say this every week, but be sure to like and follow the podcast on socials, link in show notes for that. But the biggest thing I can ask for is to please rate and review the show on wherever you're listening to this. For those of you with an iPhone, get onto Apple Podcasts and please leave a review on there. I don't mind what it says, but I enjoy having a check on there every now and then and just reading whatever nice or somewhat nice things people have said. Be sure to follow, subscribe and hit the bell on whatever streaming service you're listening from. These simple tasks should take you no longer than 10 seconds to do and it just helps grow the show further and take it to that next level. Listen in and enjoy this one fam. You guys are the best and I love you all. One, two, three, four. G'day and welcome to the Matten Mates podcast. Join me as we share some stories from some old and new mates. We're already recording anyway but Damien, Damien?
1: Damien. Yeah. Which, which one? No, nah, nah, Damien. Raz? Raz? Yeah actually in nah, our footy club yeah, just for yeah, Rats.
0: Just just Raz?
1: Yeah. How you doing mate? I'm good man, thank you. Um yeah, pumped to be here. I've never been on a podcast, so I'm going to regret listening to my voice, but no.
0: Believe me. It gets it easy with time. Treat. A hundred times in, you'll listen to it and you'll be like, oh, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. Thanks for coming up here. It's
1: been no a trek for you. It's all right. I was halfway here on from work, so I was actually surprised it wasn't as long.
0: Um, thanks for coming on, mate. This is going to be a fun one because I know you've uh, accomplished a fair bit and you've had a pretty interesting life Yeah. from what I see on the socials anyway. And I don't think we've really had a sit down chat except for the stuff we've spoken at footy with.
1: Yeah. Yep. I could. Yeah. I don't think we have. A. Eh? We've. Yeah. Just in passing, like footy chat, which is yeah, a lot different to sort of getting to know someone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always been beers involved or something. Yeah. Correct. And, yeah. So yeah, it'd be cool to sort of sit down, find out about you today, and um. Hopefully, some of the boys at the club actually listen as well. Might get the ratings up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely listen just for the fact to get stuck in next time I see him. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's
0: why I'm going on the, end of the club. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. So, let's get into the opening question. I like to go with. I think I uh, really hope you've had a think about. This I have. One. Yeah. You have? Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, it's been tough. Like I've been. I even asked Zoe. I was just like, "Hey, like, I'm going to get asked this question. What do you reckon?" And she's like, oh, "I don't know." So every, it throws everyone like, off. Yeah, but I reckon like. I'm a big sports fan, like not a big like history buff or anything, so none of those sort of things. So, I'd love to see like the 1992 Dream Team, like yeah, that's a good. The, the OG, one. like like see Michael, like all those guys. See like yeah, yeah, Jordan playing, Johnson playing, like yeah, that'd be cool.
0: I didn't really follow them, but the Last Dance got me yeah. heavily yeah. into NBA for a while there.
1: Well, just the Redeem Team, like when it was all LeBron and and yeah. Kobe and all like that, like they were that good, so. Like the dream team was better, so mm. yeah, like that, that would have been sick. Being at the Olympics and watching that, oh man, that would, be unreal. Yeah, it
0: would have been yeah. sick. Didn't they? Uh, there was a year where they all were stuck on the cruise or something. Oh,
1: was, man, that 92, or was that ninety two? Was that? I don't know. That's outside of my wheelhouse. Oh,
0: it was it was? I remember watching. It was on the last dance, and they were um, they were all meant to play, and then they was they all like got stuck on their cruise ship or something because they're all staying on a cruise yeah, for some yeah. reason.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I'd I'd love to go and see them, just watch them live. That would have been sick would have been fucking awesome. Yeah.
0: Good answer. Anyway, let's get into some chat, mate. Tell me about you. What are you doing for a job at the moment? School teacher? Uh,
1: yep. PE teacher. I just teach at Wanneroo Secondary. Um, been there for like 10 years now. I get long service this year, so that'll be a treat back end of the year. Oh. Yeah. Holidays so. plan? Uh, no, not really. I'll probably just use them to like take holidays when we don't have school holidays, because that's obviously the biggest downside of teaching, yep. is your holidays when everyone else is having them, so... <laughs> um yeah i'll just use them here and there like we've got some skiing stuff that i got to use them for in 2025 and um but yeah, other than that it'll just be like trips to go see my brother he lives in belgium so I'll go over belgium. there yeah he's a pilot for a company over there i don't know flies oh, private no. jets for fancy people but yeah i'll probably go over there and see him got some friends in canada and, and belgium so i'll probably use that to go yeah go and see all those guys hey eh?
0: is uh teaching always what you wanted to do
1: um well obviously i wanted to be an afl player when i was a kid like every (laughs) like everyone everyone, so um that didn't happen and then just went to uni didn't really know what i wanted to do at uni just something to do with sport so yeah i did just the standard bachelor of science exercise health and got to the end of that and was like what am i gonna do really liked my PE when i was in high school so yeah i thought i'd do that it was only one year dip ed and i was like i like to i like i like talking to people i like sport so surely i like teaching sport so
0: yeah do you like kids though
1: sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes if kids have good values i like them like okay. if, they, if you can't be reasoned with then i'm not a big fan of them but the ones that you can that actually see reason and um want to be taught like yeah they're good yeah and i enjoy that like a, you enjoy the development of a kid um like if you've fallen through especially at school where i'm at like we have footy programs so i had a group of year eights that went through from eight to twelve And yeah, I taught them like footy, eight, nine, 10, and then taught them upper school classes, 11 and 12. And yeah, just the relationships you build with the kids, like when you see them every day, like you can see them change from being like a little shithead to like being a shithead, but like understanding life. (laughs) A little bit better. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you can see that they're actually going to contribute. So that's, that's pretty rewarding. Um, And I go through stages of like wanting to be a teacher forever. And then other days I'm just like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. And yeah, I don't You're want to be a teacher. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be a teacher anymore. So yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. Still trying to decide. I think once I get my long service, I'll probably sit back and relax and just have a think about what I want to do and whether I stay on the teaching pathway or if I move into something else, which I don't really know what it would be. So
0: Yeah. Next up for teachers, would that would it sort of be would you go completely out of there or would it be to try and move up the ranks in the teaching world?
1: Um well, like if you want to be a head of department, I guess you can go there and then you can go into like um, deputies and um, principals, which I don't know, I'd, I've never really thought about going into that sort of role. Like, I don't think I'd, I wouldn't do well sitting behind a desk all day, like a deputy does. Um, and then I'm not a really a big curriculum guy, so I don't really see <clears> myself <throat> moving into like a head of department role where you have to sort of be all over that sort of stuff. So I'd probably go something completely out of teaching. Like, if I change careers, I'd be coming completely different to it. I've like thrown around the idea of a fiery a couple of times. I tried a couple of times ages ago, but. Um, yeah, just stuffed up, and then I had a big break, and now my body's pretty cooked. So I'm not sure if I'll go down well, that um, pathway well, again. Paddy Ud
0: would, or, would be able to
1: tee that up for you. Wouldn't yeah, he? he's he's got stuck into me a couple of times. Every time the, there's an application, he's like, "Try again." <laughs> so like, I think I'll try once more um, for the fires after I get my long service, and then yeah, I'll see how it go. Hopefully. Seems
0: like good life. He's ripped as hell. So yeah, I mean, that he's could be jacked, you. <laughs>
1: genuinely jacked human. Like yeah, one of the only people my wife loves more than me. I think <laughs> is Paddy Ud. So. Um, hopefully here's that one yeah
0: was that i know for a little while there you did take a bit of time off from teaching uh
1: yeah so i just like we, we just went we went traveling a bit went over to america um had a bit did a bit of war skiing over there and but it wasn't long like it was just did relief and then just like didn't have, didn't have a full-time contract or anything so um i was just sort of yeah we went skiing for a fair bit over there for a uh, couple of competitions and then yeah, came back and then I just got some relief gigs and then eventually got a full-time gig at Wanneroo. And then once, since then, I haven't, yeah, I haven't not taught for each year. I mean, I had like two lots of parental leave off, which had been pretty late, having yep. like 14 weeks off in a go and staying at home with the kids. But um, other than that, yeah, just been teaching since. So you yeah. stay at home dad for a while then? Yeah, on two, two, different, two different slots. It was bloody late. How's that? Yeah, it was awesome. Hey, like, um, I don't know it sort of just happened, or to get organically. Yeah, like I was just one day I was at school and we we're talking about parental leave as a like department, and I was just like, man, why don't guys get to parental leave? And they're like, oh, I don't know, like it's just for like the girls get it. It's part of the thing. I was like, no, nah, I'm I'm checking into this. So like went online and like looked at all the um, awards and stuff for what leave you're allowed, and it didn't say anything about like only females can access parental leave. And I was like, all right. So I rang up the Department <laughs> of Education, and I was like, hey if I have a kid, can I have this time off? And they're like, yeah, as long as your wife hasn't access to that leave. And like Zoe works in private sector as a, in voc rehab, so she doesn't go anywhere near the government, yep. like Department of Education's um, leave entitlement. So I was like, well, yep, I can definitely tick that off. And um, yeah, I was just like, applied to my principal. And I was like, hey, I'm taking parental leave once my kid's born. And they're like, oh, can you do that? And I was like, yep. There you go. So first, first kid I took, I felt a little bit guilty that I was accessing it, so I only took um like term one off you're you're entitled to um, 28 weeks at half pay or 14 weeks at full pay but it doesn't include school holidays so like right yeah so like if i finish in december the parental leave wouldn't start until like week one term one so in february then i took for jordan i took like the nine week term so term one and then i went back term two but with gabby i was like no i'm taking the full full lot so i got from december through to like halfway through like May, I think, or something. or May, April. Like I got, like, yeah. So I got six weeks plus ten weeks plus two weeks plus four weeks. For that's the, awesome. So yeah, like when I went back to work, it was pretty weird because I was just, like, I've been yeah. off for so long. Um, but made last year a pretty quick year for me, so that was good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you got two two young girls. Yeah, two kids, Jordan and uh, Gabby. What's their yep. ages? Uh, Jordan's three and a half, and Gabby's one and a half ish. Close enough.
0: Three and a half. I remember Jordan when. I first came down to the club, like, yeah. she was a tiny little one. Geez, that's been, like, three years.
1: Yeah, dude. yeah, mate. They grow up quick, eh? Hey? Yeah.
0: Unreal. So, taking care of them, was that, uh, obviously, you did that day in, day out anyway, but was that cool to do it full time?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't trade places with Zoe, being, like, the stay-at-home carer. Yep. Like, I loved the time that I did it with them, but, yeah, like, I'll, I'm not about, like, going and doing, like, coffee and like hanging out with the other mums and stuff and like just talk and dribble um and all that sort of stuff. Like Zoe so loves that and good on her I don't really like it. So we would just sort of like we'd go and do like one activity a day, like we'd go to the shops or we'd go to the zoo or we'd go to the park. And yeah, like we'd just do an activity a day and then we'll just stay at home and we'd like do painting and drawing. Got got into my Lego. Might you might have, have seen the on the, the socials, Lego. yeah, yeah. Damo, Damos Duplo. Um. So, um, I started that up again the other week, and yeah, got some good reviews.
0: You got a TikTok for that?
1: Nah, stayed off TikTok, but nah, that,
0: that could be the next yeah, way, it could, mate. It could be.
1: Um. So yeah, like just building that sort of stuff with the kids, is, and it was really, really fun. Hey, just like getting to see them. It's some like it's one of the things that like I really values that time at home with your kids. Um. In in the early years, like that sort of stuff, you can't get back. So, having the opportunity to be at home twenty four seven with them um and yeah like yeah teaching him like i had to toilet train jordan which was less than ideal but like it was just an experience that mm. not everyone has like that full-time sort of um training of your kid so like it really helps shape the sort of kid that you want him to be which has been yeah, yeah. pretty pretty rewarding for and me you get
0: to see those those small little skills there start to come out you watch him yeah. grow and those little motor skills start to come out yeah um, and just.
1: Little conversations like when they start talking and oh, yeah. stringing words together, and some of the stuff they just come up with, you just be sitting there and then they'll just say the, the weirdest thing, and you're like, What even made you think of that? Like, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just a little moment that you can't, but so many people miss out on because, like, I don't know, they're working or they're away yeah. or whatever. And yeah, like, I'm just so grateful I was able to just get that,
0: be there for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't got, well, obviously, I haven't got any kids myself at the moment. I've got a little niece, um, recently just got a little nephew, but he's. Baby, I don't yeah. remember anything. Congrats. Um, <laughs> but the uh, my niece, she's just turning three soon and spent an entire week with her when we are in Melbourne because I'm staying at the same house as my um, brother and um, sister-in-law. And yeah, it's an experience having a child there all the time.
1: Yeah, you have to be careful. You like, realise
0: all... that everything in that house you have to be so <laughs> vigilant on yeah and then they're just like they'll creep up behind you oh, you'll just be randomly doing something you look behind you like oh, shit <laughs>
1: yeah the amount of times i knock them over like just walking around the house i'll be like making dinner or something and then you turn around and you hear this dunk, and you're like, oh great you're behind me. <laughs> yeah i think it's just it's just a fun time like they just it's there's always something new you yeah. have to be careful with everything you say like the first couple of times like Jordan Jordan's sworn it's been some probably some of the funniest times but then like you got to remember that you got to try and teach them you've got to remember
0: it's your kid she, she was like
1: I don't even know how old she was maybe maybe two we were on the farm and um, my mum was like getting the gate or something she's like oh who's going to close the fucking gate and then like she said that earlier in the day and then um, we were just ready to go through the next gate and and um, we we're like oh Jordan where's Nonny and she's like she's closing the fucking gate and we're just like <laughs> And it's just like that. And then the next day she was at home and she's like, these lights are too fucking bright. And she's just like, how do you use a word like that in context? Like you've heard it being said like maybe twice in your life, but you are able just to throw it into a sentence. She in. would
0: have heard so many words before that too. Yeah. And she's that one's just yeah. stuck.
1: And that's just like, and she used it in context. Like you're like, you're not wrong. Like <laughs> that light is pretty bright and Nani is closing the gate. So like you've done well. So those sort of things are just like, yeah, so fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's funny to see, but at the same time you go, oh, I better tell them. Yeah, they can't do that all the time. Around us is okay, but then imagine yeah. them going to daycare. Yeah, and she that's it.
1: Out. Yeah, unreal. We're super lucky. We don't have to send our kids to daycare at the moment, which oh. is pretty handy. Yeah. Hey? like Zoe's mum looks after our kids twice a week, so Zoe works two days a week, and Zoe's mum comes up to our place and like looks after him for us. So, oh fucking yeah, yeah, absolute treat, and like she does all the daycare things with him anyway. So, do you even father at all? Sometimes, um, I try and do all the fun stuff. Yeah, I just try and do the skiing with them and the the park trips. We do a park trip every morning usually. I go to the gym and then come home and Jordan will wake up and we'll walk across the park, take the dog and then Gabby will wake up and she usually comes across in her pajamas and yeah, like I just do all the fun stuff really.
0: Do you like the fun uncle? You're sort of like me in a sense.
1: Yeah, except I'm their actual dad. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> See, I can pass mine back. You yeah, no, nah, I've got to
1: keep them. No, nah, they're like, it's yeah it's good like obviously it's a big part of being a parent is just making sure that like you share the load um and I, I know I think we Zoe and I do that really well I eh? just making sure that like everything's always um we're on the same page like yeah. I think that's the biggest thing and and that way like everything's just consistent for the kids what they're getting from mum they're getting from dad in terms of like how they need to behave and um I've obviously only got two kids and I think I've made them Done so f- so far. I've done all right with them. So yeah,
0: they're still alive.
1: Yep, correct. So yeah, we will just keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully the kids keep doing the right thing. And if they don't, we'll change up how we're going.
0: Even better. Yep. Awesome. So apart from uh, being a somewhat of a dad, what else do you like to do with yourself?
1: Uh, f- obviously, sport. Big fan of sport, like yeah, footy, yeah, all I'm my life. So we know each uh, other. Yeah, ever since I was sort of yeah six years old, whenever Oz kick starts. Um, and then a fair bit of water skiing has been pretty big in my life as well. So water skiing. Yeah, met my wife through water skiing, travelled the world through water skiing. Yeah.
0: It's just surprises me how big it actually is. Well,
1: there's lot, obviously lots of different styles of water skiing. Like what we do is not the sort of standard water skiing that you think about. Like It's not like Moomba, which is sort of one of those events that most people, if you mention Moomba, will know what it is, like the three-event skiing where they swerve around the boys and, um, and that sort of stuff. We do show skiing, which is... Like a little bit different. It's like sort of like a production on water. Like you build pyramids and and yeah. like barefoot and jump and yeah, ski around the front of the boat and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, I've seen like you. I haven't seen much, but I know that you've put up stuff with you and Zoe, and then you've had your kids on there too. Yeah,
1: is that a big thing to do it with your kids as well? um Probably not as young as what we're doing it. Like <laughs> like we sort of had both the girls on the water. I think Jordan was maybe six months or. Six months, but when she got into the water the first time, like obviously can't hold her rope or anything, but she just sort of would come out in the water with, with Zoe and I. And then Jordan, Gabby was pretty much the same around about that time. Yeah. Maybe a little bit later because it was just, depending on the time of the year, like it's pretty cold. We don't, probably not a great idea to take yeah. a six month old onto bloody water in um, winter. So we did do some responsible parenting there and waited until it warmed up a bit. But yeah, like we had him on early and then sort of just really progressed it in steps with them. Um yeah like got Jordan on a, on a sort of on this board thing that we sit on and she held the rope and then she went onto a little floaty ski that um, like she stood up on, held the rope and then now she's on her own skis like just holding the rope and skiing by herself and we just ski beside her in case she falls off. Not that she needs us because she loves being in the water but yeah, like we're pretty lucky that we've just got access to water and we've got a boat so we can like expose them to these like fun sort of things and try and just knock down those fears of like what kids, what they can do and what they can't do. Um, Gabby's a little bit more resistant she like has to do things when she wants Um, whereas Jordan can be convinced but Gabby's like no unless I want to do it I'm not doing it so but lots of lots of the sort of our group of friends are sort of all trying to incorporate like skiing with their young kids from a really early age because like pretty much with anything any sport like the earlier you can get them into it and the earlier you can get them to like start enjoying it like the more um, enjoyment they're going to get and the the better they're going to be at it so yeah, I'd love Jordan and Gabby to be as good a ski as their mum, because she's late. So yeah, if they can start now, then that'll be awesome that'd for be, their awesome for their, their yeah on. awesome for their development. Like just because like access to coaching and stuff like some of the coaching that Zoe's never had. Like she sort of taught herself slash YouTube and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But they can get that straight away from the start. So yeah, if we can get them involved early, and yeah, same with their footy. Like if I can get Jordan and Gabby playing footy from a young age like they can just get all this coaching from a young age compared to um well the girls when they sort of started playing footy they had to wait until they were a lot older before they could access that stuff whereas now it's obviously a lot different with the development of um, female footy but yeah just having that that guidance from home as well as from their coaches like i think will make them yeah just a lot better athletes overall not just um, in their their chosen sport, but just over all sports. Yeah,
0: they'll become like natural athletes yeah, overall. Yeah, Oh, it's awesome. So, the thing I guess I want to ask is, how do you, how does one actually get into water
1: skiing professionally? Professionally, like if you want to do like, there's a couple of like, was that is that technically what you're pushing well, it to I, say I, you're professional? I wouldn't say I'm professional. Like, we got asked to be professional at one stage. So we you know when Sea um, SeaWorld opened up over in um, Queensland when they opened that up again, there was a ski show there. And one of the guys that we know, he rang us up and said, Hey, would you be interested in playing? And it just wasn't the right time for us. Like, we we're planning to start having trying to have a kid and, and that sort of thing. So it didn't really work out for us. But technically, Ja jo- Zoe's been over to China before and the Chinese government paid for her to like while she was over there. So that's sort of professional. She got paid yeah. to a degree. So you She
0: got paid to do it, that yeah, counts.
1: Take that. But like if you want to be a professional water skier, there's obviously like for show skiing, there's like probably a, there's only a couple of shows left in the world where there's like professional show skiers so SeaWorld in Queensland um they have a show that runs three times a day that um you get paid like 70 grand a year to do that like oh yeah you ski yeah ski like three shows a day and do a bit of acting and stuff on the on the beach and stuff like that and then there's a there used to be a heap of shows over in America but during COVID a heap of them closed down there was one yeah. in Germany um that people would go over to and you'd yeah, do a couple of, And they're usually all at theme parks and things like that. Like, okay, there's yeah. one in Legoland in Florida um, where they just, like, yeah, do some aerobatics, like flips and stuff off the jump, barefoot, um, do pyramids um, and things like that. And then, obviously, in the three event, it's probably a bit easier to be a professional three event skier because it's, like, it's more of a um, structured competition. Like, there's, yep. like, a tour stops. Like, it goes... Like, there's certain tour stops all around the world. So, yeah, if you want to be a professional... But, again... Real small real small niche for how many people actually make it professional in uh, water skiing but yeah there's plenty of opportunity to travel and not be like paid for it like there's trips to, like we not we used to have trips to like Singapore and China um, we've always got nationals where we go over to Eastern states um, the world tournament has been in America um, Canada it's been in Australia so like there's obviously the opportunity for that to like travel and and ski for your country which is pretty cool.
0: I didn't realize how much there was to it. Yeah. You know, I've actually never water skied.
1: Yeah. Well, mate, come with me. I'll take you out to, <laughs> take you out d- to Zoe's Lake and we'll go for a ski. I
0: do remember you would invite um, on the club footy page. Yeah. You would also I say did. that you've got like, oh, whoever wants to, like it would be like Easter time or something yeah. like that. Come yeah. down because we'll, we'll tee it up for you. Yeah. And I always thought about it because I just, ne- I don't know. I just never went water ski. My old man had a boat when we were growing up, but the only reason we used the boat was for fishing.
1: Yeah.
0: It was never there for like, any leisure activities i guess fishing is a leisure activity but yeah it was just never something we did and then i just as i got older a lot of my mates are doing i'm going no i guess i never will
1: yeah <laughs> there's obviously lots of different types hey and i think that's probably well i reckon i think skiing is probably one of the best family sports you can do out of any sport in the world just because like it doesn't matter how fit you are like doesn't matter what size you are like there's there's something you can do on the water like, Yeah. even if you just drive the boat like you're still involved. Um, so yeah, we started like when we started, when I was a kid, we started skiing behind like a fishing boat. Like we had this boat called trim, had like a hundred Johnson on the back. Dad would like barefoot it behind it and you'd be wringing its <laughs> neck for him to barefoot because it like, it only just go fast enough. But like, we learned to ski behind that. And then, then we got another, then we upgraded to like a, a better ski boat and then we upgraded to another better ski boat and then we put a new engine in that ski boat. So it's like, it's just, a, it's like a journey that you go on with skiing. Yeah. Like, and like you ask anyone that's ever been skiing, like, and you ask them what sort of boat they started at, like, it's just such a journey and it's just like, everyone knows everyone. Like it's, yeah, it's a pretty good community to be involved in. Um, especially like when you go camping and stuff and you just go to yeah. the, like a lake for like a week and then you just ski, learn new tricks. Um, yeah, hang out. But then
0: and, you got the whole social aspect yeah, to it as well. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, it's, it's definitely something that's sort of picking up again. I reckon like a lot, there's a lot more people now you talk to and they're like, they're like they've been out skiing recently or they've tried skiing um compared to sort of when i was when i was a bit younger um not as many people that would have it have it like a chance to go skiing whereas i feel there's a bit more chance now people just i don't know more people have boats or yep there's not more water there's definitely not more water to go skiing that <laughs> because they like, i'm not a big fan of making public ski lakes but yeah there's definitely more ac- more access via boats and people knowing people with boats i think
0: yeah Awesome. So you obviously did it your whole life then as a year yeah, since straight through to now.
1: Yeah, I definitely do it more now since I've moved to Perth. Like we used to only ski in summer and like spring when I was growing up on the farm, like on a Sunday. It was like routine. It was like footy on Saturday, come home and you'd like work on the farm Saturday afternoon, work on the farm Sunday morning. You've got all the jobs done. We took the boat up, drive out to a lake, like Lake Noonjap it was called. Um, and we had some friends that like their property backed onto the lake which was pretty handy. So we just like, yeah, we'd drive over their house. You'd ski all afternoon, have a barbecue at night and then just drive home at like seven, eight o'clock at night, go to school Monday. It was like routine for summer. That's just what we did
0: pretty so much every good.
1: every weekend or every second weekend, depending on how much we had on on the farm. Then when I moved to Perth, obviously started show skiing and then started dating Zoe and Zoe's family's like ski mad. Like that's just, that's their only sport they do. That and a bit of motocross, but like skiing's their like number one. Like they went to they went to america for like three or four months and just lived over there and like skied like with one of the ski teams in america for like three months straight okay. like every day like just going skiing and doing shows every day you know so like i think that part of her life is definitely like now filtered into mine and like yeah yeah we sort of live and breathe it now we'll go skiing once or twice a week it's And now then your thing yeah and yeah. then in winter like yeah we'll ski probably still once or at least once a week and even in winter so that's it's like an huge. all year thing now, hey. So that's awesome. Yeah. How did you How did you meet her? Like through ski? Like um, <laughs> what, what
0: What was happening at the time? Did I you met just compliment her. how well
1: she did. No, nah, we like we go skiing at this lake called Lake Taurining, uh, down south. It's like a six hundred acre lake. Yeah. So it's, like, it's massive, and um, yeah, you camp down there. And I used to go. I've been going there for like twenty five plus years with my family, and there was always like a group of like the show ski team that I'm part of now. There'd always be a group of them that would go skiing at the same time every year, and they were the they were the campsite next to us. And so, like, eventually, once I got a little bit older and I started to get a bit better at skiing, I'd like go over and see them and talk to them and talk to the young kids in the team. And then I'd go skiing with them. And then, yeah, then Zoe came down one year, and yeah, we just started chatting. And then when she mo- when I moved to Perth, yeah, I joined the club, and then she was obviously part of the club at that point. And yeah, and then we just talked a bit more, and then. Went across for a national comp over to Mawela in New South Wales slash Victoria. And yeah, like just hit it off then and then started dating when we got back from that. And yeah, that's it. The rest is history. but at you now. Yeah, now married, two kids, and mortgage. How good?
0: <laughs> Living the dream. Yep, absolutely. And water skiing too. You're and water skiing. Still, still, still
1: mate, still water skiing. Big part of our life, I think. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Any serious injuries? um yeah I've had a couple and Zoe's had a couple like I, I tore my hamstring off the bone water skiing like I was doing a heli and just lost a ski and sort of one ski kept going forward and the other one didn't and sort of made me do a massive split so oh. took a bit of my hip snapped the tendon tore the te- um the muscle in half so yeah I had to have I had to screw my hip like a little bit of hip bone back onto my hip and then they had to like attach the tendon back on and then they had to like stitch the muscle body back together so that was that was a pretty cooked one like I don't know that was probably my worst injury I've ever had. I reckon like I'd spend like two weeks laying on my stomach, just like it's painful. Just like watching <laughs> TV, just because like I wasn't able to bend it because they wanted the fibers to line up and stuff. So um, that sucked. Um, but like you, the, the odd like split head. Like I've split my head a couple times. I got skied over, so I got like a big cut on my face from that where someone skied over me. So a few stitches and stuff here and there. But yeah. in terms of injuries, that one was the biggest one for me. But then um, Zoe had a big one. She's, she's been pretty lucky. Like, she's never really had any had any injuries, like, even before we started dating. So I might have actually caused it because I'm just, like, an unlucky bloke So in terms <laughs> of injury. So maybe she got some of my injuries, Juju. And um, we were out at her lake one day. So her lake's, like, uh, towards Brookton. So it's, like, an hour and a half out of Perth. And we were just, like, we went for a trick ski together. And we are just trick skiing along. And in their lake, we had this, like, portable jump, like, just set up, like, yep. right, right in front of the... Um, right in front of the house and like been there for ages we skied around it for like months like on and nothing ever happened and um we're doing we're just skiing up and down the lake and we thought we'd both go backwards so we flipped around both going backwards on our skis and then all of a sudden just like he's like bang and I was like fuck what was that and look around and like Zoe's not there anymore like turn around and then like Zoe's like face down in the water and I was just like fuck so I've like let go I've started swimming over to her and her brother's like he was driving the boat and then he's seen it happen. So, like, he's just spun the boat around, like, just jumped out of the boat and started swimming towards her. And then when we got to her, like, flip her over, her eyes are, like, rolled back in her head and there's, like, blood coming out of her ears and we're just like, fuck. So, I've got, we've grabbed her, pulled her into the beach and, like, I'm pulling her into the beach and like my hand's, like, just gone into her head. Like, she's just got this big, I don't know, it's probably like, I don't know, can't see because we're obviously on a podcast, but like <laughs> four inches long, probably, and an inch wide, this cut in her head. And like, yeah, we dragged her up the beach and yeah, she's got like blood coming out of her ears and this big hole in her head. And yeah, so wow. we called, um, called her like triple zero and we tried to get a helicopter because she was conscious. They wouldn't let like, bring a helicopter so we had to wait for an ambulance and then that came and then we rushed But she was her. conscious. Yes, yeah, like sort of just like held days, sort of conscious. And um, we they rushed her to Perth and then she like got some staples in her head and like fractured her skull, perforated her eardrum and then snapped her wrist. So she would like skied backwards into the front part of the jump. So, oh yeah, because obviously can't see it because we're facing the other way. And yeah. she was just like, we just got a bit close to the jump as we were skiing past it, and just she just went fucking bang. Yeah, so that was that was pretty full on. Like six months into being married, and she like nearly died. So yeah, that was pretty hectic.
0: Yeah, I'd so imagine she had, so. She had, to
1: wear, she had to wear a helmet when we were water skiing for probably like the next I don't know year or so. More of just a precaution. But now she just blames. Whenever she doesn't hear me, she just blames that and goes, "No, you know I'm deaf." I'm like, yeah, fucking my drum. So I'm like, well, oh, that's a shit excuse." Like, <laughs> it's like fucking seven years ago. But um, yeah, that was that was full on. But that's really the only injury she's ever had from it. But um,
0: that's a serious one. Yeah,
1: it was a big one, real big one. Like she was in hospital for like a little bit over a week.
0: Yeah, I didn't have kids at that point though. Nah, no, nah, that yeah. was like
1: six months after we got married. So yeah, All kids, right, yeah. kids weren't around for another couple of years after that. But yeah. It was definitely um it was it was an experience. Yeah, just like makes you value things, I eh? And just like see how important people yeah. are in your life, like when stuff like that happens, it's just and how you react to it, like I've never really had to react to a like medical situation like that before. So it was just like interesting, like I was all good when it was happening and then but as soon as I rang my mum and was like, Hey, this just happened, it was like, nah, all over after that. Like Yeah. Just broke down. But it's just crazy how your body like holds it together for um periods of like when you need to be, and then just like false pieces. Once it knows it's fine. Yeah, it's so, it's that
0: fight or flight response. Yeah, hundred percent. And you were straight away onto it. Yeah, that's that's unreal. Is she um, did she take a bit of time because she she was playing footy?
1: Yeah, so after. um, yeah, well, that was yeah. She didn't play footy for ages. Up, so she played footy after that when um, we started the team at West Coast. But she had a bit. She had like maybe I don't know six months. Six months to maybe a little bit longer after that, off skiing. And then, yeah, and then she had it. We had nationals, and she, I think she went one national swivel that year. So the following year after it. So it didn't really hinder her that much. Or if, she, yeah. if it did, she didn't let anyone sort of say it. So she wore a helmet, which looked weird when she was doing what she does because her skiing sort of doesn't require a helmet because <laughs> just sort of like straight line stuff. Um, but she so she wore a helmet while she did that and yeah, still crushed it. So that's awesome. Yeah, happy days.
0: Yeah. Well, as long as she's all good now. Yeah, she's fine now. Do you ever bring it up and sort of like tease her about it? Not really. Sometimes
1: (laughs) i like touch, you can see the scar on her head, like when she's like got her hair up, you can see like where the scar is because obviously the hair hasn't grown on it. So it's like funny just like touching it and she's obviously got the plate in her arm still where she broke her arm, um, which sometimes gives her a bit of grief, just like I think like most bits when you have like a plate in your arm or something like when, I don't know, sometimes it just rubs and irritates. So sometimes she has that. But other than that, yeah, no, no no uh, lasting effects hey that's good that's good and you guys are obviously still together
0: which is even yep. better. yeah yeah massive massive win
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: is there any big plans to take it further with the water skiing again now that um, you've got little ones as well
1: not really hey just keeping it like yeah just keeping them involved obviously we're like we've got a we've actually got a training camp for a uh, world's team in like a month so we'll go over to um, Victoria and or New South Wales. It's like right on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Um, and, yeah, we had a, like a weekend training camp there for a team selection for the World Tournament in 2025. So we'll both be going over for that um, in a couple of weeks' time. But obviously girls are a bit young for that sort of thing, but they're just they're just skiing our team now, and hopefully they'll like to do that eventually, and then we'll try – hopefully it'd be awesome if you could get in the team together. Like Zoe's, Zoe's pretty lucky, like her whole family – are into it and so like she gets to compete with her brother and her dad and then her husband as well when i um when we go over so like it's just yeah that's pretty much as far as we'll sort of take it i think just skiing for australia when the talk to- when those opportunities come up for yep. for uh, world tournaments and yeah just keeping the girls involved as long as they want to like if they're enjoying it then keep them on the water but if they stop enjoying it then yeah just let them let them find their own yeah. way but like zoe zoe didn't like skiing all her life she started skiing early and then stopped for like five six five six years and then sort of got back into it when she was yep. in a sort of 11 12 year old again so yeah it's just a journey that, yeah yeah and hopefully they'll be, they'll stay that. on it with us yeah awesome yeah
0: what's the uh what's the best competition you got to do
1: um the, the first ever worlds was pretty cool just because like it wasn't in terms of skill level like it wasn't the best skill level but
0: and when you say worlds is that like all around the- yeah
1: well it's not that... like there's obviously a limit it was like china belgium um australia canada and might have just been then maybe another one um let's say usa i don't know if i said a usa but no, yeah. I you did. yeah the usa yep, yeah. so it was five it was five teams the first world tournament um yeah that was just pretty cool to be involved in just like it's pretty much the like the olympics for our sport yep. so that was pretty cool just like Going to the opening ceremony and people walking out with their flags and That's like all that sort yeah. of stuff. Like we got full Australia kit, so like we had Australian shirts and tracksuits and all that sort of stuff. We had a wetsuit, like an Australian wetsuit, which was pretty cool. But yeah, the world tournaments, like when you go to the world tournaments, this the level of skiing is just unbelievable. Hey, especially like America, like America are just like so far ahead in terms of their skiing just because like they're a bigger country, so yeah. they have they have more they have more profi- um, amateur teams, so they've got more people to select from. So the, some of the stuff that they're doing is just ridiculous. Like, Australia have come so far in the last, yeah, like, 10 years or so since the tournament started because we've been exposed to, like, what they're doing. Like, so yeah. many people had never seen what America were doing skiing-wise. So, like, we sort of were just stuck in a rut and this is what show skiing is, this, this is what we can do. And, like, even, even me personally, like, I never would have thought that you'd be going in a back step line with four other blokes, like, barefooting backwards behind the boat with four blokes, all backwards, so, like that's something that's happened because of show skiing. Like, I never thought I'd do a heli off the jump on two skis and then one ski. Like, those sort of things. Like, you don't, you don't think about, like, improving yourself until you sort of can see what other people are doing and they've sort of set the way and it's made it, just everything's more achievable, like, with these yeah. tournaments because you see other people doing them. Um, so that's, yeah, I think the first world tournament is definitely the, probably the pinnacle of what we've had in skiing um, for me personally. And then obviously just my girls skiing for the first time. Yeah, like that's probably like outside of like competition. That's yeah, a pretty special moment. Like especially doing like our first show with them, just seeing them love doing what we do. That's uh, exactly. it's yeah. is really special. Yeah.
0: No, nah, that's sick, man. Um, I'm gonna take you up on that to catch yeah, the Eurosport water skate.
1: Do it, mate. Oh will we'll, I even drag I'll, Shannon along I'll, with I'll us. I'll organise another day and we'll we'll go out to Zoe's place and or Zoe's dad's place and. Go on the lake and
0: i reckon i'll be horrible at it
1: that's right you should <laughs> when i took the the boys from west coast we did like i did a group of them come out there like tim o'shea and steve tinder and even Row like Ro McHugh got down there and and, was, and Googs did it and yeah it was it was pretty funny like watching some of those boys <laughs> have a ski like yeah it's just it's something that like anyone can do some people just like take to it really easily and like get the technique yeah. down and, and look really comfortable and other people just like Just just look awkward. They'll have a couple of crashes. You have a couple of laughs, but like I can guarantee that like water skiing is probably one of the sports that like you'll do it, and then the next day you will feel the sorest you've ever felt in your whole entire life. Yeah, because like it just recruits every muscle in your body, and so like you think you're fine, and you could be the fittest bloke in the world, and you go water skiing, and then. You'll get home and you'll be like, yeah, I feel pretty good. And you wake up the next day and you're like, fuck, I don't know what happened. But,
0: every single part yeah, of it. Yeah, you
1: roll out of bed. You just like fall onto the floor because you're like, <laughs> fuck, that hurt.
0: It mustn't be getting easier now that you're aging too. It
1: definitely gets... Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. It's definitely... Try and limit the amount of crashes I have these days. Like, try and just stick to the it's stuff I know. It's a good I goal know. to have. Yeah, yeah. Try and stick to the stuff I know. Uh, unless I get, like, bullied into it by someone to try something, because I'll try it. Cause, Peer pressure. Yeah, pretty... i got a bit of a rubber arm, so. <laughs>
0: That's great, man. Um, the I guess like what well, obviously we knew each other from footy and that too. I know you had, didn't play the last the last couple of years.
1: No, I played. I've played the last couple. I I've, I've sort of played off and on, um, like with injuries and stuff. But like, I've tried to be on the field for like I've played at West Coast for I don't know seven years. I think now seven yep. or eight years. I had I had a couple of years off like earlier when I was like twenty five. I had a couple of years off because I did my shoulder um so i had surgery on that so i had a year off and then when i went to come back that's when i did my hamstring um skiing so then i had another year off and then yeah and then i sort of came back i was at a different club to west coast didn't really enjoy my year that year um and i started dating zoe then as well so she wasn't a big fan of the other club because she just didn't feel sort of um, included there so we came across to west coast and she loved it so then i sort of got back into my footy again and yeah i've just been at west coast um Playing since then, got my hundred. Uh, started this started last year. I got my hundredth game there, which was which was pretty special. Even like it took me a while to get there, but like oh, you ticked it off the list. Hundreds hundred, yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the first time I ever played hundred for a club, so uh, that was pretty cool. Is that life member now? I don't know. I don't know if we have our <laughs> I hope so. I Hope they can get me life membership because it's, it's not getting any extra name, games added onto it. Um, I might dabble in a couple this year, but nah. Um, this will be the first year that I haven't like actively played for. Yeah. Um for since like I was twenty five, so that's like nine years ago. Jesus. Yeah. You
0: went um you went down the coaching route for a little bit with them. Yeah, Yeah. was that?
1: That was good. Um I really enjoyed it. I started coaching the uh women's team when they started the women's team up. Me and um Tal Berman helped me as well. She was she's pretty integral in the whole um women's footy scene at, at West Coast. Um so yeah, started with just like a they had like a carnival or something when they started to bring women women's footy into the into the PFL. So yeah, we just coached that. It was like a day and like they played like four games or something and we had, yeah, we had like 20 odd numbers, 20 mid-20s, I think, um, which was pretty good. And yeah, we did pretty well. I think we lost one game and yeah, it started to get a real sort of momentum. And then the next year we had a team and the club was asking who wants coaching and I put my hand up and then Tal helped me again um, as an assistant. And we... Um, yeah, we had a good year, but really strong team. Made the grand final, lost by like a point to Uni in the in the grand final. I wasn't even there either, which was, it kills me. Eh? like, I was over I was over skiing um in in America, so like yeah, it just coincided. You could have given that that yeah, that's and that's what I keep on telling myself. Like I and like to be honest, Zoe and I like looked at like all uh, right, like it's only the training that like when the grand final is. That's like our training week before the comp. So I was like, I could just fly back go to the game and then get back on a plane and then fly back to America and I was like I was looking at it but it was like five grand worth of flights and I was just like <laughs> fuck I love coaching it it? I love coaching I love the club but I don't know if I love the club five grand five grand worth of flights they should be paying much. you for that I tried I was like surely like Nick Mose was the president at that time and I was like Nick what are the odds and he's like yeah no and I was like oh, I could have had to ask and then I bought a lotto ticket to try and like win lotto so I could pay for it to do it and it didn't happen either so but Tao Tao was elite she coached him and yeah lost by a point which was pretty hard and then yeah we made finals pretty much every year for the next like 3 years um that I was there so I coached for 4 years I think um, with the league team and then yeah I stepped down and just cuz I wanted to spend some more we had, had had Jordan so I just wanted to spend a bit more time at home and mm. not spend so much time at the club and um yeah it was it was really good and then last year obviously we didn't have a coach for the rezies at the start of the year and um and i was like hey would you be keen to coach with jimmy mack and i was like yep and uh yeah so me jimmy mack and scotty dixon helped us out a bit as well um thought we'd take the reins of coaching the the mighty twos magoos and that was an experience yeah definitely
0: was it interesting to coach guys that you obviously you still played a few games but being on the other end trying to coach them was it a bit harder to get them like obviously they want to engage with it but it's did you sort of get a different respect for the coaching from it?
1: Oh, no, not really. Like like obviously like I'd been captain for the last couple of years prior to that. So like we were already sort of like you obviously have that role on field and you'd and you'd be talking in huddles and it Yeah um pre game and you'd talk during our like reviews and stuff. So in terms of that, like that Jimmy and I tried to keep that pretty similar. Like we both hadn't had a whole heap of experience in coaching, so we wanted to try and make it sort of pretty relaxed. And just because of the 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 year we had last year, if we'd sort of been like just real hard coaches and stuff, and sort of make that divide between coach and player, it probably mm. wouldn't have worked because we rolled ninety-two players through the um, the twos last year. That's so, unreal. yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and so we tried to keep it sort of as as fluid and some sort of laid backs as we could. So that, I think that helped us a lot to sort of ease our way into coaching. And um, but it was yeah, it was definitely it was definitely different. Not just running, rocking up to training. And um, like just going out there and training, you had to sort of think, oh, what do we need to work on? Like, what drills are going to help us to try and fix those um, those gaps that we had, apart from the lack of players, with what happened last week. Like, and hmm. that that was pretty interesting. And and you could see it was good. It was like, we'd put in a plan on a, on like a Tuesday, Thursday, and and the the guys would, that were there would buy into it, and then you'd see that result um, on Saturday, which was pretty cool. And that was a little bit of the different thing with obviously coaching the females team early and, and the men's team just because the men's had that background understanding of um, of footy like they played it yeah. their whole life so what we were focusing on training was a lot more structure and, and that sort of thing but it was when I was coaching the women's like because it was so new and all of them most of them hadn't played footy they played it for like two or three years so there was a lot about skill development and like and yeah and field yeah. positioning and stuff and not so much about technique and or sorry not so much about tactics and stuff and and we definitely got into that the further the season progressed in with the women's and and that was really really fun when we started to like really get into the tactics of footy coaching I think coaching something definitely I want to do l- later in life like I've done a bit of like assistant coaching and just like line coaching at West Perth which has been good like and just seeing what that next level takes like I don't think I'm there yet in terms of like my understanding of the game and and like my commitment to the, the to coaching, like they spend so much time just like mm. analyzing other teams and stuff there. So it's good to get an idea of like where you sort of got to start and the progression you can make and what it takes to get to the next level in coaching.
0: Yeah, 100% yeah. man. Yeah, that's, I, I always see myself being an alright coach, but I don't think I could, I, I, I don't know, just from being on the outside of being a player and then you just hear your coach say something like you'd stand back and go i don't know what they're talking about because i don't that won't apply here yeah. but then i can understand from staying it from that point of view like if you do it this way it will work but yeah. it's just that buy-in i guess at the end of the day it's what you're trying to get
1: yeah like you've just got to. i think you just got to build that relationship it's like teaching like you've got to be able to build that relationship with your players or build your relationship with your students to like that they they feel that you yeah like, you want the best for them and like that's what yeah. you're there for like and once you get to that point in your coaching or once you get that point in your teaching like kids and and players will just sort of they'll just do things for you because they know what you're saying is going to benefit them like they're going to yeah. become better by by listening to that and i think that's just the intrigue of of being a coach is like that opportunity just to just like change someone's game or yeah get them to be that one percent better or something 100 percent. yeah
0: awesome i guess the uh last question i got for you is what's sort of next for you
1: um, yeah, like in terms of work, not really sure. Like we'll see how yep. see how we go after we get uh, get that long service, and then we'll see how we go from there. And um, Zoe and I started a little Instagram page for our. our yes, um, I was meant to mention that, yeah, our, our family, so it's called Ver- uh, Verazzi Ski Fam Adventures. So, yep, jump on there and give that a follow if you want to have some wholesome uh, skiing content. <laughs> um, but so yeah, like we're going to try and just go around and ski. Bunch of different lakes around um, WA and just try and ski at all the sort of skiable lakes. And eventually we want to try and get like a little winch made up so we can go and just ski like places where you can't get boats, like just drive a 4B in and oh, sick! just like hook up a winch and pull yourself across the body of water. Is that
0: more dangerous doing it that way?
1: No, it's probably less, less dangerous because you, you don't go as fast. There's no boat around. Like, yep, can't really hurt yourself that bad. So like that, that'd be pretty funny if we could just like find just like little creeks or rivers or something and just like back the ute down yeah. and... That'd be pretty cool. So we want to try and get that up and going. Um, we're dabbling in trying to start a little little clothing brand um, to do with like like for water skiing niche sort of thing. Like mm. just like we always sort of want to have, like we always buy um, like ski shirts whenever we go places. Like if they have them available. Like we went up for a trip up to Kananara last year, which was pretty cool, and skied up there. And um, yeah, we bought a, t- a shirt from their club. And yeah, we just want to have some sort of skiing apparel that we can just like sell every place we go yeah. and and um if we do coaching like zoe's a pretty good scare so she wants to run like coaching things and so we could like give that out as part of a as part of getting coaching session with her and so yeah i think we're going to try and get that off the ground like we've got a we've got a logo on the works and we've got a name sorted That's but awesome yeah um yeah we just got to work out the whole logistics of i don't even i don't even know where to start with like getting supply and all that sort of stuff so i'm looking into that at the moment. Um. So, maybe
0: that's the next career path. Yeah, maybe.
1: ski adventures. Yeah, maybe. Maybe make it go, turn into a business. Um, and yeah, other than that, yeah, not much. Just keep on keep on living life and um, yeah, spend as much time with my family as I can and hanging out with mates and cooking barbecues and going for bike rides and yep. Just, all the traditional things. Yeah, yeah, yep, Just all the, once you get over 30, it's like you have, it's like four things you do. It's like cars, your lawn. Cycling and
0: I'm
1: already I've hit three of them. So i I love my lawn now, buddy. Go and ride with the boys from West Coast every now and again, which is elite. And then I love cooking on my Weber, so I'm not smart enough for cars, so I'll just leave that bit yeah. out. And, Golfing yet Yeah, that's next. I actually um we've got the golf tournament coming up for West Coast, the West Coast Golf Day and I got a I got a group of boys from work to to um, jump on board and I'm rubbish, so I've got to actually Start getting out and having a hit because, yeah, I think that's my next step. Try yeah. and unload the body a bit. Let's see if it can yeah.
0: actually be half decent out of day. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll just, I don't even care. I'm not good at it. As long as I can sort of just keep it on the fairway. Yeah. And just not, not go chasing the ball after every hit. That'll I, be the dream.
0: I haven't played yet, but I know from what I've been told from everyone. You you dab that little bit, and next thing you know, oh, you're, hooked. You're, you're hooked. Yeah, you're, just, you're stuck on there. So
1: that's why I'm sort of holding out at the moment. Like,
0: yeah, you don't want to be spending thousand okay. dollars just yeah. yet. Not- <laughs> I haven't got I haven't got enough
1: time in the, I haven't got enough time yet. So, yeah, once I try and uh, streamline streamline my uh, calendar a bit, then work out where I can fit in some golf, and yeah, it'll definitely be in. It'll be in then, I reckon.
0: Then you've ticked off everything. I've ticked off do. all the boxes yeah. you need to do once you go over thirty. Just retire so, already. Yeah,
1: I could just find, yeah win lotto. That'd be the next thing. Yeah awesome do that all time that's it man
0: uh thanks heaps for coming on today man it's it's been good to sort of chat hear all these awesome stories thanks, man. i've learned a fair amount and i've managed to score a free ski trip
1: out of it though. yeah so, so win-win
0: i know oh, it's a win-win but um for coming on today the good people of shelter i've got it just behind me here have got a little present for you
1: beautiful i've been enjoying this lager Four-pack.
0: yes we're on the shelter lagers to that's celebrate a, the friday afternoon but that's a uh, treat Take home a mixed pack there of the shelter beers. Great beer to have on a uh, Friday arvo.
1: Thank you very much. Much appreciated.
0: All good, mate. But uh thanks thanks for doing this today. It's been awesome to catch up with you, run through all this stuff, and um just sit down and have a beer with a mate for once. Yeah, it's good. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it has been too long. Yeah, and like I said, like you said at the start, we haven't sort of sat down and just had a yarn yeah. for. A, it's always been around a footy function and pretty much don't remember probably the stuff. me just you're talking, talking about day. why free i lost one weekend or yeah, something like that pretty standard yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing
0: changes really <laughs> <laughs> but uh cheers to doing this man you're um officially a mate of the matt and mates podcast thank you very much it's a very niche club at the moment so take it while you can <laughs> and i'll see you down at the club this year
1: thank sure. you sure all right see awesome.
0: you, man. thanks thank man Thanks for listening to the Matt and Mates podcast. If you enjoyed the show and feeling generous, you can like, follow, or subscribe on our socials or wherever you get your podcast. For those wanting to go that bit further, you can leave a review or share with your family and friends. If you have any recommendations on guests, give feedback or advertise on the pod, give us a message on socials or click an email to mattandmates at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the next episode when it drops, and as always, I love you all.